2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations.
0: Packers second down and goal. Shotgun snap and a quick sideways throw. Caught at the 10-yard line. Got a block at the 5. Into the end zone. That is a catch and run for a touchdown. Christian Watson. Christian Watson. The rookie has an unbelievable block of pancakes.
2: Tuesday edition of Pro Football Talk Live. Not a whole lot of highlights from last night. Not a whole lot of surprises from last night. You know, the problem is... What is the problem, Mike? You say good morning. PFT good morning. Live. Presented by Google Pixel. Learn more at GoogleStore.com. Boom. We've become addicted... To the exciting games, we've become addicted to the fantastic finishes. We've become so enthralled and so spoiled by this great finish, that great
3: finish, Definitely. that great finish, yeah,
2: that a twenty-four to twelve game makes us say,
4: ah,
2: "What else <laughs> you like- got, NFL?" So
4: uh,
2: it was, it was tough to watch. It really was because, it's like, come on, where's the excitement? Where's the big comeback? Especially because Baker Mayfield's the one that lit this fuse yeah, eleven set a, days ago. Set a high bar. Well, not really, because it was a few days before that with Tom Brady and the Saints. But the past couple of weeks has been nutty, and it's just weird to see a an average, game. random, <laughs> run-of-the-mill, normal game. Right. Yeah, hard to watch. Yeah. Come on, NFL. Step up your game. Hey. Come on, officials. Hey. Start making some calls to let the Rams back in it.
4: No, please don't. Please don't. Because that's gonna I'm bother kidding. me and I'm it's kidding. gonna it's really it's a pet peeve of mine right now. All right, so don't do that. But but uh you Hey by right. the way,
2: you got your Christmas haircut. You got your Christmas haircut and you are now going for the intersection
4: between yes. the Gomer Pyle right. of last year right. and the Don Draper of this year. Exactly right. Going for a little combination. It just was a little too long for me. I got sick of managing it every day, trying to figure out the part exactly, and just being messy everywhere. So this was a good compromise. It's going to stay like this for a while. I'm not changing. There was there was an internal investigation as to whether or not you were
2: wearing a rug. For football night in America, yeah, I well, have concluded. Thank you, thank you. Through
4: careful evaluation, that you are not. Thank you. <laughs> Excuse me, as I drool there. But yeah, yeah, I I saw that on social media last week. You sent that text <laughs> message or that tweet, I think, to the group. I I mean, this time of the day, right? I mean, yeah, my hair's the the pomade's fresh. It's slick. It looks good, and and on a Sunday, I put it in at like eleven thirty, eleven o'clock in the in the morning. And I, I just let it ride till the show later that night so it gets a little puffy by the time it's seven o'clock and we're on air. It doesn't have the same look. So yeah, that's the other part I like about this is I, I won't have that issue anymore. All right. So it's a new me today. And look what I've done to the studio here at Studio Six. I mean, just decorate. I was yesterday. Christmas decorations. You don't know what I did. You don't know what I did while oh, yeah, I was here yesterday. You're gross. I left you're a surprise gross. for yeah, you. Thank you very much. <laughs> How about uh, decorate yours today? <laughs> decorate your studio today while you're at home. Put some Christmas lights. Put the Grinch behind you. Do something. Come on. <laughs>
2: you know, again, those aren't real bricks. I'm afraid, like, if I put a <laughs> nail in there, the whole thing would it's collapse. Fall down. It's been standing there for so long. It's like paper mache That's about ready to completely and totally crumble. So uh, anyway, and by the way, it, it's not easy yeah. to inspect whether or not a guy who's six, five is wearing a piece. I had to wait for you to sit down. <laughs> so but, that, That's uh, what you were doing I, as you were
4: walking by me on I, Sunday.
2: I can confirm. I can confirm <laughs> that it is real. Thank it, you. It, it may be receding, but there is, is no receding. assistance yet.
4: Right. There is no assistance. There never yet. will be. So. I will ride this home. I'm not getting any Hair transplant, wig. I'm never co- coloring my hair. We're just gonna go to Old Manville and enjoy the ride. I'm, I'm never gonna be that guy, that's for sure. You know, I'm following in um, your footsteps at anyway, ba- Old Manville.
2: Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you offended me on Sunday. Please offend me again, old timer. Go ahead, old timer. Ass. Uh, anyway, the show's PFT Live. We're here on Peacock, Sirius XM 85, Sky Sports NFL, and podcast wherever, whenever however you choose to listen to them i chose to watch all of the game last night as the packers improved to 6 and 8 keeping their playoff hopes alive i think it's going to come down to in the nfc packers hosting the lions week 18 for a potential wild card berth maybe the 7th seed and titans jaguars afc south championship i just have a feeling that's the way It's tracking. There's going to be plenty of teams not playing for anything, may even be locked in going into the last week of the season in their spot on the playoff tree. But I'm just starting to get that sense that that's where we're going. I've had that sense, Lions-Packers, for a little while now. Yeah. That the Packers are going to wake up, the Lions already have, and it's going to come down to that game. I just That would be a great final game to the season. I just doubt that it's going to be clear that, that that outcome definitely will be winning you're in, losing your out. But maybe it will be. Maybe it will be. Lambeau Field, January 8th, Lions-Packers would be a hell of a finish to the season, all due respect to the Titans and the Jaguars.
4: Well, yeah. But, but I mean, the point is is that we got we got a lot of meat left on the bone. I mean, We've got three games here where the Giants, their schedule is certainly not easy with Philadelphia, your Vikings, and then the Indianapolis Colts who have shown to be a pain in the butt, at least at the the very least. Washington, okay. Cowboys, 49ers, Cleveland, Browns. I mean, they could easily lose all four of those games if they don't watch out. Now, they might get lucky and get the Cowboys in week 18 there where they're not playing for anything and they just rest up for the wild card game. But – uh, I, I think still that's that's the great thing about right now. Yeah, Detroit's got the easiest schedule and then yeah, the Packers are still alive. They got a tough one here coming up in Miami next week that'll be a real test if they can get over that. But yeah, they are still alive and they give you a little hope from the way they played last night. It was a pretty clean game for the most part and I think you kind of said it right. It was boring and they controlled it really throughout other than a few mistakes that kind of let the Rams have some second life. So uh, this should be an exciting, you know, final three weeks as far as how this all turns out.
2: Hey, speaking of that Packers-Dolphins game yeah. coming up Sunday at 1 Eastern, you know, we've talked about this earlier. I'm always sensitive about scheduling commentary because it it can get us in trouble, But but we also have to acknowledge the obvious. Two of the three games on Christmas are not nearly as good as we thought they were going to be when they pulled the sheet off the schedule back in early May. That's what happens when you lock in games in week 16. Yeah. By week 16, things have happened. And teams that we thought were bad or good and teams that we thought were good or bad. And that's just the way it goes. So I don't know why they don't do the thing they did this past weekend where they select which games get called out of the the weekend and put on the extra day. Like they pick the three games. Yeah. We're all pretty good, even right. though the Browns Ravens wasn't nearly as exciting as the other two. It was still a pretty good, still football good. game. it was right. They, they could do that in the future, or or if you're going to have three games set for Christmas Day, don't set a time for any of them, because why not Packers Dolphins prime time? That's the best game of the day. Right. Why not be able to shuffle them around? So as they program for Christmas more, I think they're going to learn from experience that there's a better way to do it. And, you know, it's not that same tradition. Lions always the early morning game. Cowboys yeah, always Yeah, no, I don't want that to change, game. right. On, on Thanksgiving. But on Christmas, I think you just say these are the three Christmas games, and we'll get back to you as to whether it starts at 1 o'clock, 4.30, or 8.15 Eastern. We'll I, let I you would know. like that. i will let you
4: know two weeks in advance. But my only thing, Mike, with that, and, and I'm with you, <clears throat> is just that, because I, I, I was thinking about this the other day a little, I, I came up with a conversation with a guy I was having, and I just—I I, guess—would d- you worry about the NFL? I mean, Christmas plans, right? I guess that's where it'd be a little dicey. People are, you know, not sure. You know, if, if you're scheduled to go to a, a game, I don't know. That's all I'm trying to say. Personal lives. might get in well, the way here? I, I, that, that's the only thing that came up to my to my brain there. They're gonna flex
2: games from Sunday to Monday next year, so I don't think they care and also Man, potentially game from Monday back to Sunday, so they don't really care about that. They yeah. care about the TV right, audience. Right. I mean I mean let's, let's, let's call it what it is. Yeah, that's you right. You bought your ticket. You've already bought your ticket. Sorry, you wanna sell it on the secondary market and we'll get a piece of that too go ahead can't make it to the game oops stinks for you yeah but uh yeah Yeah. we'll get we'll get our percentage as you use the official nfl ticket reseller it really is amazing to me that when i was a kid it was like the seediest thing you could be was a ticket scalper And now the NFL is right in the middle of scalping tickets, (laughs) just like gambling. Oh, oh, what's that over there? Oh, don't they go in there and they they place money on football games and it's a crime. And uh, now it's not. And uh, we're going to take our piece of the pie as well. All right. Before we get ourselves in any more trouble, it's Christmas week, though. Is anybody really going to fire us Christmas week? This is the week that we could just go hog wild if we want to Uh, fire us next week, but at least not
4: this week. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to test that this week. Let's 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 wait till some other time. All right. Here's Aaron Rodgers on the
2: reality that the Green Bay Packers, late season, as I expected all along, would wake up and get themselves into the playoff conversation. Here he is from after last night's win.
3: See, I don't know. I mean, look. Uh, before the Bears week, we knew we had a buy afterwards, and and those of us who sometimes peek ahead knew that. We had to win five and then have a lot of things go our way. So we won two, and just about everything we've needed to happen has gone our way. Just about, right? So, things are looking up.
2: Things are looking up there, Johnny Gloom and Doom, all black after the game. I don't know. I guess that's good luck now. It's every game. but But he was wearing all black when they stunk,
4: so I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, it, hey, I, 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 You know me. I'm a guy. I that, really
2: want to know what message he's trying to send. It's
4: Christmas week for crying out
2: loud. If he's in all black for his postgame press conference after the game on Sunday, then
4: I, think, I don't know what I'm going to well, do. Well, I think he's like, but I'll do something. He's obviously cooler than you and me. And he's into the, I, I understand it. You know me, Mike, I'm an all blue, all black, all gray kind of guy. It makes life simple. You no, know, and and you start to get used to it. You start to go, "Hey, I kind of look good in just the the all black look." And he's flying with it. I don't know. He also, I think, feel, th- thinks he's like a, you know, a, the, the lead guitarist for a huge band too. I, I do think that. I think he's made that transformation the last three years. So this is part of his look. I mean, he goes off the field and they win. And he does this right, and he's like he's like a rocker. So uh, I guess that's kind of like his alter ego. That's kind of how I picture it. <laughs>
2: It helped him last night to have some help around him. The running backs got it going. A.J. Dillon had a couple of touchdowns, 36 rushing yards, 35 receiving yards. He exited for a concussion evaluation late in the game. Aaron Jones had 90 yards rushing, 36 yards receiving, and a touchdown. That's the kind of thing they need. The defense was better. The offense more versatile. They had a spark to them. They were Alive. Yeah. They were, the Packers were used to seeing in prime time.
4: The the Packers
2: that make us say, where the hell were you all year? Yeah,
4: sure. That's right. I mean, I think that's the thing you look at. And if you're going to just take like a a positive aspect for the Green Bay Packers and down the stretch here is like hope and and potential. Those are the words that kind of came to my mind as I was sitting there watching the game. Yeah, they still got hope to to maybe get in the playoffs here if things fall and shake out the right way, which they are to this point. But, yeah, the potential, we saw the run game kind of be dominant, control the game. The backs got involved in the pass game as well. Rodgers, for the most part, other than that throw on the second drive, was pretty efficient. And then I think we also saw, you know, the potential of – what they could be with those two receivers? I know Christian Watson didn't have the best night and messed the audible up at the end of the night of the game at the end of the game there, but you see how he's got three rockets up his butt, and then Romeo Dubs being in in, uh, in the conversation again, and then both being back on the field, and even the numbers for Rodgers last night: twenty-two completions, two hundred and thirty yards. Those are better as far as like yards per completion. It wasn't as dink and dunk as we've seen. And I think when you look at all that, you start to go, you know, Mike, to your point and some of the things you said, uh, maybe they can get the mojo going here and be a little bit of a scare as we get down the stretch because the offense, it it did look close last night and, and sometimes and very efficient and definitely a little more explosive. I'm telling you, if you're the Minnesota Vikings and you lock into the
2: two seed, you do not want the Packers or the Lions. Coming to town in the wild card round. And I think you'd want the Packers less than the Lions just because Rodgers will be less rattled by being at U.S. Bank Stadium, especially since there'll be a lot of Packers fans there for the game. Right. But they're hitting their groove and it doesn't matter. All that other stuff doesn't matter. It's just get in. And Chris, remember, I said before the season, maybe the best thing for the Packers is to not be the one seed to be a low seed, so when they get to the postseason, they play with more freedom. We weren't supposed to be here. We're on house money. We're on borrowed time. Let's just go cut it loose, like they did 12 years ago when they entered the postseason as the sixth seed. Won in Philadelphia, barely. Beat the crap out of the number one seed Atlanta Falcons on a Saturday night, and then beat the Bears in the NFC Championship to go to the Super Bowl and win it. They get paralyzed by what it means to be the one seed and everything you have to lose after you've had that special season. We've seen it time and again. There's just something about the culture of the team with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback where they feel like they've got so much to lose. They don't cut it loose. Now you got nothing to lose. You're in playoff mode already. Go out, cut it loose, get in and keep it going that way because you weren't supposed to be there anyway. I'm telling you, they're dangerous between them and the and the Bucks and the Bucks are probably still going to get in, even if they're six and eleven. They're yeah. probably going to get in because right. none of those other teams want to take it. Right. You get Tom Brady in playoff mode with we weren't supposed to be here and everybody hates us now. Everybody's sick of us and let's just go out and kick some ass. And you get Aaron Rodgers in that mode. Gets very interesting for the NFC field because you're going to have some inexperienced quarterbacks, at least as it relates to these high pressure games. And
4: yeah, they're two you know, battle tested teams. I mean, think about it. First battle Brock Hall of fame quarterbacks. Yeah.
2: Jalen hurts. Right. Dak Prescott, Kirk cousins. Yeah. That's the competition. And maybe Daniel Jones or Taylor Heineke or Carson Wentz, who knows at this point, we'll talk about that later. Think about that. If Rodgers and Brady get together for a little ayahuasca at some point, you know, the day after the season ends and just have a little chat and they they start pulling up, like, the stats or the football cards or the bios of the other five quarterbacks in the NFC field. They're going to laugh their asses off. I mean, th- what what gives you confidence more than saying, we're going up against this? Now, obviously, Brock Purdy just took it to Tom Brady. I hear you, 49ers fans. But you're talking about single elimination. It changes. So, no, anyway, I, I, your, I, point, just, your point's I'm real. I'm fascinated by what. Those two teams could do point, because we're yeah. just, we've written them off, we've yeah. thrown them aside, and and they're still there.
4: I I I get that. I, I, I you know I guess where I would just throw. I mean, and you said it. I mean, Tampa's getting in, and they they you're right. I don't know. They might not win a game the rest of the year. They're still going to get in here. I mean, it's 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 pretty unbelievable. Um, I'm being sarcastic a little bit there, but I, I Green Bay would be a team that I, I see a little more potential to be scary. I, I guess that's what I, I I think more than anything you know Brady Rodgers they're both a little jumpy in the pocket we know that i think the potential of these two receivers on green bay is a little scarier than what tampa has right now and mike evans hasn't been the same chris godwin hasn't you know quite been i don't think 100% the whole year they don't have that speed guy they don't have the run game that the packers have and I don't think, you know, if Bakhtiari's in there, I don't know if they can protect as well as Green Bay does. So that's where I would give like Green Bay a chance to be a little more scary than Tampa. You know, Green Bay at least has had moments and playing of, you know, consistency and looking okay and managing the game. And they just couldn't make plays to, to win games and do stuff like that. I guess I feel a little differently about them where Tampa we've just seen we've seen moments of disaster from them this year where you just go is this this is unbelievable uh but I do think your point's real here and and Green Bay I'd, I do see it a little. I do. And then I would watch out. I think this week will be the ultimate test, of course, because they're, they're running into a team here that's clearly more talented than them, explosive. And as much as we're talking about this potential of Green Bay and the offense and all that, Mike, I think the thing that scares me more than anything is really their defense. You know, I know defensively it wasn't bad last night, but come on. Nobody's writing home about the Rams and what they do. I worry about Green Bay's just lack of playmakers and the way everybody's moved the ball on them throughout the year. That I, 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 They're, the, the I think, the thing I question maybe down the stretch here as we go.
2: Yeah, for everything the Rams did in two days to get Baker Mayfield ready, it sure feels like they didn't have the same impact when they had 11 days to get him ready for no the next, they, they game. did a good job. Sluggish last night. all night, yeah, right? I'm surprised they even scored a touchdown. What was that? That throw was like, what was that? I mean, I, I it it was a very a, different guy yeah. than what we saw yeah. in his debut. He was getting hit, he rushed it, and at a certain point, you right. just have to eat it. I as soon as he let go of it, I thought this isn't going to end well because it had that he had the demeanor of somebody who was just desperate to make something happen. When you're right on that line of playing within yourself and trying so hard to make something happen that you're going to end up stepping into a mess, and he stepped into a mess right there. Back to Dobbs and Watson. A couple of interesting statistics. Aaron Rodgers was 7 of 7 for 91 yards when both Watson and Dobbs were on the field. And for the season, he's 20 of 24 when they were both on the field. Let's have another listen to Johnny Cash, a.k.a. Aaron Rodgers. What's with all the black? Looks like you're going to a funeral. Maybe I am. Here he is talking about having Dobbs and Watson together.
3: Like I said, you know, Rome's I think is going to bemoan uh, a couple of his opportunities, maybe catch and run and get some more yards. But uh, I was happy to get him out there. He's a very crisp route runner. You know, they were asking me about the difference between Christian and and Rome's this week. And uh, Rome's has always been a little bit more polished uh, of a route runner. Uh, Christian is just so explosive. Um, So I thought Matt did a good job of giving Romeo some routes where we needed his. his Christmas uh, on the routes and then, you know, giving Christian opportunities to use his speed, which we basically been doing, you know, I thought Coby had a, ni- a few nice plays for us as well. And we got to keep finding ways to get Allen involved too.
2: And look, they were so confident in what they had with Dobbs and Watson that they gave Sammy Watkins. Yeah. See ya. walking papers right. on Monday. I'm not real thrilled about the timing. Look, they can do whatever they want, whenever they want, however they want the teams do that. But, They had two weeks since their last game. Surely they didn't just decide yesterday morning, we're going to part ways with Sammy Watkins. They squatted on him. Now they had to pay him. They had to pay him through the process, but they kept him away from other contenders for as long as they possibly could. They got through all of week 14, all of week 15. Nobody else had a chance to get him. Yeah. And you know, now he's out there and he goes through waivers and it's just one of those little things. It's like, I know, Mike. You know, I'm, I'm with I mean, you. He I hasn't. Know. He hasn't been a superstar. It's not like he's been there for ten years. But it's just one of those little things. Are you going to treat people like human beings, or are you going to treat them like inanimate pieces in your football machine? And that's a move that makes me think the humanity. Sensitivity isn't where it needs to be because they squatted on the guy longer than they needed to. Yeah. They knew they weren't going to keep I, him. Why, why not give him a chance to land somewhere and play this past weekend? Well, listen, it's a balance.
4: It's a balance. I mean, you're right. I mean, it, 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 listen, you are balancing humanity and a, and it is a business. And maybe they wanted to see where the health of the receivers were. I don't know. It, it, well, the timing was odd, Mike. It was one of those where I thought maybe they told him hey, you know, we're going to play the young guys a lot. You're not going to play. And maybe he just said, well, then can you release me? I don't True. know if I necess- – you know what I mean? Because for other thing too, Mike, to, to what you're saying is, I don't think anybody was clamoring like, oh, I wonder if they'll release Sammy Watkins. He'll help us down the stretch here. Uh, I mean, it it's it seems like it's over for, for Sammy, Sammy Watkins for the most part. But uh, it, it was curious, and I hope they didn't do him dirty, to your point. I, I don't. But I, I do think that just the, these two guys at receiver – They've got some specialness about them. They do. And, I mean, Rodgers, of course, explained it right on the money there. And, gosh, I mean, those two, they're so good, and they make you think differently about their team. And, you know, it is exciting to see them on the field at the same time, even though they both didn't capitalize on everything they could do last night. You know, again, I think the word potential, the more explosive. Rodgers seemed more comfortable just cutting it loose to them and trusting them last night. And I think they're good enough too, to where they might—they're good enough to where they might be able to get Rodgers to think twice if he was thinking about retiring next year. To go, you know what? I'm going to come back because I haven't had two like this in a while. So I, I might try to give it a go. Our old line's going to be okay. These running backs are here. Uh, you know, they are that kind of guy, and we'll see if they can grow. They're going to have to really do some growing this week, as we talked. I mean, it's Miami. Miami's going to score points on that Green Bay defense. We've seen a lot of teams move the ball and run past whatever here the last six, eight weeks on that Green Bay defense. You know, I, this week, they're, this team's going to do it, and they're going to be pissed off. So Dobbs and, and Christian Watson are going to have to be on their game and make some plays.
2: I don't think Aaron Rodgers needed many reasons beyond the sixty million that he only gets if he plays next <laughs> it's year. It's a comfort thing, but yeah, yeah you know what but, I mean. <laughs> yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah, that
2: makes it a little easier to justify the grind week in and week right, out beyond right. checking your bank statements and looking at the size of the check you just got. Man, that must be this awesome, week, and you're going to get next week and Woo! next week and beyond. Here's Man, that's here's fun. another here here's, here's another reason to defend why the Packers waited to waive Sammy Watkins until right. yesterday, right? One of the teams at the front of the line just showed us what they can do quickly with a guy who falls out of the sky and into their laps. <laughs> Why would you want him to go play for the Rams with everything he knows about the Packers first game after being cut would be with the Rams. Potentially. That's a strategic reason that I can support. Yeah, I you're not you. waving Sammy Watkins, until the latest possible moment because you don't want it to be with the Rams because the Rams showed with 48 hours what they could do with Baker Mayfield but last night with 11 days as I said earlier they couldn't finagle a victory here's Sean McVay after the game talking about the reality that the defending Super Bowl champions have now officially been eliminated from the 2022 playoffs this is the reality that we're in and uh, this is where we're at. There's a lot of things that when you look at it, uh, especially when you get a chance to step back after the season's over, how do we try to avoid some of these things? My job is to focus on let's finish up the season um, you know, with the right competitive spirit, with the mindset and mentality that's reflective of who those guys are in the locker room and who those coaches are and, and that's what we'll do, but uh, there's been a lot of uh, things that I've kind of thought about you know, that I think you, know, you can make sense of why you've gotten here, uh, but it still uh, doesn't make it any easier, and it's a very humbling season for sure. Weird time coming up too for the LA Rams because Liam Cohen, the offensive coordinator, yeah, it is a weird, reportedly going to the University of Kentucky for the same job. Right. I mean, all due respect to the University of Kentucky, I would say this about West Virginia University as well. You go from NFL franchise offensive coordinator to mid-level college program, same job. Something's weird about that. Something's yeah. weird. Now, maybe he actually will be the offensive coordinator of Kentucky because well, that's working the first in that thing. job for the Rams. That's you're the- not. Right. But but, right.
4: but it didn't hurt Kevin O'Connell. No, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. Some guys like that college atmosphere better. And and let's not forget too, Mike, even like schools like Kentucky that are okay, you know, high mid level program SEC team, they they can pay a lot of money. They can. I mean, even for an offensive coordinator job, and I don't know. I don't know what he's being paid. I have no idea. But like you said, he's kind of a de facto offensive coordinator, not the guy in control. So uh, it is a little interesting. You're right. Hey, the Rams, is it's an incredible story. As you, You've hit it on it all year. I mean, even last night watching the game, it's they're a shell of the team they were last year. I mean, there's just only a few guys even on the field that you went, oh, wait, they were the, that guy was on the Super Bowl team on the field when they beat the Bengals last year. I mean, ravaged by injuries to key players, lost players we talked about in free agency before the year, and then it's a team that doesn't have great depth and depends on their stars. And their three biggest stars haven't been out there, you know, the majority of the year. Stafford, Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald here down the stretch. I mean, they've dealt with it all. Van Jefferson in and out of the line, Allen Robinson gone and didn't perform to the level they thought. You know, so that's where it—it it, it really is amazing. You know, I know we've talked about it a lot, but we've never seen a team fall this fast after the Super Bowl in a non-strike year. And uh, yeah, they—they—they they, they played hard last night, but there's just lack of talent on the field for them to get it done. The
2: Rams were <clears throat> eliminated from the playoffs the earliest since, or it ties, the Broncos from 1999 as the quickest elimination of a defending Super Bowl champion. I'm surprised they weren't officially eliminated earlier as poorly as they've been playing. I thought that it was Bubby Brister who was the starting quarterback of the 1990s. It was greasy, Broncos. right? Broncos. It was greasy for 13 games and Chris Miller yeah. for three games in 1999. But that that's post-Elway. So you expected the drop yes. from the Broncos. You right. expected them to take a huge step back. We didn't expect this from the Rams. This was run it back. This was, hey, Aaron Donald, are you in? If you're in, I'm in. Let's run it back. Let's go get another one. I think if Aaron Donald had known this is how the season was going to go, he would have retired. He was was so close to doing so anyway. Now, again, you have to throw in the fact that he made a nice little pile of money last year and will make a nice pile of money in 2023. But McVay, I suspect that. That that Bezos money looking pretty good in hindsight. The Herb Street spot, and I think it's Peter King who has not ruled out the possibility of McVeigh still saying I'm out, and assuming that one of the networks will find a spot for him hmm. with one of those big money, you know, Romo Aikman type deals, and maybe they just wedge him into the booth with Al Michaels and Kirk Herb Street. I don't know, but. Uh, but anyway, I, you have to wonder what McVay's thinking about the future. You have to wonder what Aaron Donald's thinking about the future. You have to wonder whether or not the Rams believe, as an organization, they can dig out of this hole. And maybe they can do the hole everyone doubts us now. Nobody thinks we're any good. Nobody respects us. FM picks, whatever the case may be. But this is a problem. FM picks has come home to roost. You got your Lombardi championship, but the bill came quickly. The bill was significant. The interest is compounding daily, and you know where's all your young talented players? They're on other teams. Yeah. Where's that first round pick that you would have had for this bad season you had? It's in Detroit as the Lions established themselves as a potential budding—I don't want to say dynasty. First, you got to win a playoff game, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I got that's you. the problem. Yeah, they're gonna have they're gonna have there's a chance the Rams are going to have a hard time digging out of this hole. And Sean McVay is going to have to ask himself, do I want to be the one with the shovel?
4: Yeah. I uh, Listen, I, I don't disagree with you there. You got a you know, an aging star in Aaron Donald. And yeah, you, you question about how much longer does he want to go? Matthew Stafford, even though he's in his mid thirties, it's an old mid thirties for how he's been beat up they They've extended themselves with money there. Cooper cup. Okay. There's a lot of money there, but he's still in the prime of his career. They got a lot of money tied up to Jalen Ramsey. He's not the same top five corner that we've seen. You know, He's still a really good player. He's one of those guys I kind of look at that. I wouldn't be shocked if he makes that like Charles Woodson move to safety a little bit or like Rod Woodson did here at some point in his career, and he's awesome at that. But, yeah, between that, other players who have left, and then all the things you're talking about, Mike. I mean, it was very thin to begin with. The one thing I'll say about them is just, you know, and, and I, you know, I, I know you know, I know them a little bit and have known them for a while, that crew out there. They are fighters. They, they are. Just McVeigh, Raheem Morris, that crew there, they're, they're not going to go down easy. And I, I can't speak to the Amazon stuff or the TV stuff, but I just know that they will go back to the drawing board. And the one thing they have shown us is they will work and they will be aggressive in their tactics to rebuild their team. It's just going to be, Mike, to like your point, do they have enough assets and things to actually rebuild it here and fill in some of these spots in the off season? And that's going to, I think, going to be the interesting thing. It's kind of going to be a, you know, a, a line of demarcation as far as teams and state case study is like do we ever want to go the Rams route because like you're talking about it it's it's come home to roost here and let's see if they can kind of and you know, will handle this situation to where they can get a second grasp or second breath of fresh air and still be competitive the next few years.
2: I think there's something to be said for being strategically and carefully aggressive. Yeah, but when you just go all in, you don't think that was the, the Von Miller trade. I mean, look at the Von Miller trade. Yeah, look at what they gave up right. for half a season with yeah. Von Miller. It's crazy. They got, they got the Super Bowl out of it. Yep. But there's a point where you're doing too much and. It's their own fault that they had to offload Jared Goff. And maybe they shouldn't have. In hindsight, when you look at what Jared Goff's doing with the Lions, maybe they should have just tried to fix him instead of getting desperate and saying, this guy's never going to get us over the hump. Let's give up two first-round picks and a third-round pick to get Matthew Stafford and throw Jared Goff into it because we're treating him like an old piece of furniture that we can't wait to get rid of. Maybe they should have thought about trying to fix him in lieu of giving up two first-round picks and a third-round pick that could have become great players. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying these are thoughts that they're going to have, and there's nothing they can do about it now. But other teams, as you said, can learn from it. How far do we push it? When the window is open to win a Super Bowl, how aggressively do we try to win that year? And how much are we willing to tie our hands next year and maybe the next year and maybe the next year because the memories of those Super Bowl championships will fade very quickly even if you have six of them there's a shelf life well yeah before people start looking at you differently if your team becomes average to below
4: average well well, yeah right you're exactly I mean you have to win a bunch of them I think when you you fall off that quickly right To, to you know at least soften the blow there but I mean, Mike, it's, it's a big question. I'm
2: not sure that's gonna. I don't I'm know. not sure that's gonna fly. You're in right. Boston, they want to fire but... Bill
4: Belichick in New England already. They're already ready to throw him out the door there. So you're right. There's. You're right. It doesn't matter anymore. I've. I've. I've given up. Not what you've done for 20 years and be the greatest coach of all time, and then you missed the playoffs for one year, and they're going, and then you went back to it, and they want to fire the guy. But no, I mean, on a serious note, though, seriously. Like, I, I, I really, the Rams, I mean, the, you know, Aikman and Buck, they showed a graphic, I believe it was towards the end of the game, right? As far as, like, right now, available salary cap space for the Rams. I mean, again, I know it's still the 2022 season, and there's going to be moves made no matter what to open up money, but it, it's a low number. I mean, did I see it right? It was at, what, six $6 million, something like that, as far as available cap space? So... They're gonna have to make some monumental moves, I would think, and probably release a few guys that they don't want to. Down, you know, when it when it comes to it, and, and that's where I, I am interested to see their tactics and how they go about this.
2: Well, well, what, what did they do after they won the Super Bowl and they're drinking some of Matthew Stafford's big ass bottle of nineteen forty two? pay everybody, everybody. Aaron Donald, big contract. Cooper Cup, big contract. Matthew Stafford, big contract. Going into the season, there was a sense Jalen Ramsey was like, where's mine? And why not? You're paying everybody else that got you to the top of the mountain. Where's my new contract? And now what they're going to have to do is slash and burn. They're going to have to find guys they can dump. They're going to have to find guys they can trade. They're going to have to find guys they can go to and say, hey, you know what? You were playing great last year. Now you're not. We want you to restructure your contract. So that's what they're going to have to do. And maybe the team that said F them picks is going to be looking for ways to stockpile picks this year and and move some veterans to other teams that that would value them. It's it, They really have to go back to the drawing board. And the good news is they're going to have extra time to do it. One of the excuses, because it was a couple of weeks ago where I felt like the Rams were shifting into... Excuse-making mode. Yeah. One of the excuses was our season lasted so long that it was not a whole lot of time to turn it around with the turnover on the coaching staff with Kevin O'Connell gone. You know, Matthew Stafford not able to participate in the offseason program because of his elbow. We just didn't have a full opportunity to get ready for the season. Well, now you do. That excuse is gone for 2023. But they got a lot of work to do, Chris. They got a lot of work to do. They got a lot of soul-searching to do. The one thing that they know is it's Stan cranky We'll give them whatever money they need. Budget yes. isn't an issue. The right. issue is cap, and the issue is draft picks. And how do we maybe get more of them? Because we have given up so many to build the team that won a Super Bowl. That is going to be one year in the rearview mirror coming up here in the middle of Man.
4: February. I, I, you know, and, and again, just sitting here, kind of looking at their salary cap situation. I mean, they're they're really tied to a lot of players. They're they're in a tough spot. They they can't get rid of. I mean, of course they don't want to get rid of Cooper Cup, but you know the Aaron Donald situation, Jalen Ramsey, Leonard Floyd, Matthew Stafford, Allen Robinson, Joseph Noteboom, Rob Havenstein, who hasn't played well this year. He got a new contract. I early I in the year. know, and they and he's got it ne- for next year. It's 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 gonna be twenty million dead cap. I mean, it, they got. They got no wiggle room with some of these high-priced guys. That's where it's going to be fascinating. They're stuck with those names I just said there. Allen Robinson is as average as it looked. It's $26 million in dead money next year. He's going to be back on the Rams. He's not going anywhere. So you're right. We know they got the cash, but uh, cash can't buy them out of this one. And that's where it's going to have to be back to the drawing board, stockpile draft picks, low-level free agents that they find, you know, diamond in the haystack, that type of stuff to rebuild their team. Diamond in the haystack. Diamond in the haystack, baby.
2: Flag that one. 7.38 7.38 a.m. Eastern, December 20. I think it's an old one. I think gift. we've
4: used that before. I think it's, it's diamond in the haystack. I think it so. may
2: be one that's become deliberate, a deliberate sin. It kind of was I coming know. out, and I knew I was going to say
4: it the wrong way, and I just went with it. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like, a, I feel like I've said that one before.
2: Let's go ahead and take a break. Let's maybe do maybe that. We'll check the tape. During the time that we're (laughs) off. By the way, I was mentioning earlier all of the inexperienced quarterbacks that Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers may encounter in the NFC playoff field. There's a quarterback with less experience than Jalen Hurts who may be playing in the short term because Jalen Hurts has an injury. We'll talk about what that means for the Philadelphia Eagles when this mo- uh, Monday, but, but it was great until then. Yeah. T- just flew the plane right into the, into the side of the barn. When this Tuesday edition of PFT live continues right after this.
1: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards.